It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Stability meets the freedom to move. Available at participating retailers now. Kick back and relax. It's time for the run home with Kirsten Beeve. Welcoming us in, maybe I'll welcome us in, but then you take over. Yeah, well that that'd be good. It's your show. Uh, well, I always think when it's when you're here, it's your show. Um, and I'm, and again, I always like to play second fiddle. Uh, I guess Curse has ran me down and and stood on me so much. And I know this is something I should probably take to HR, but mm. I always feel like second fiddle. But uh, well, now's your big chance, mate. Well, you're, you're wearing you're wearing ten. Oh, we're in 10 now. Let's go. F- fantastic. Well, welcome into the run home. And, and right from the start here, you can work out something's not quite <laughs> not quite right. Uh, first of all, it is me, Beaver, and my great mate, Sumo, Scotty Stevenson, joining me live from, I thought it was the Maritime Museum. No, and no you got that wrong. That's why I was lost for about half an hour. Well, I saw you wandering around. I was going to say something. You were just stuck under Steinlager 2 there. And I thought, do oh. I say something or will he figure it out orig- eventually? And you did. And you've, you've made it to your own show, which is a great start for you. Because last time I filled in with you, yes. uh, you did a disappearing act on me. You may recall this. You yeah. had some technical issues at home. At least <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm using inverted commas. <laughs> And I pretty much had to do the show on my own. It was a great first hour of radio for you. Massively um, stiff first hour. I think it was the whole three. <laughs> Steinlager too, doesn't he? Bring back some memories. Does indeed. Coming into a packed viaduct in the middle of a night. Jake, if you'd remember the Around the World Yacht Races, uh, Kiwis 1 and 2 back in the day, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So Peter Blake and then Grant Dalton on Endeavour. On Endeavour, I think his one yeah, was. Didn't he do Fisher and Pikel as well? He did Fisher and Pikel as well. Yep. And then there was Lion New Zealand, which yes. went around. That was Peter Blake. Yeah. Well, I guess we better tell people why we're actually yeah, you should. not at the museum, but at somewhere close to the museum, the Marine Time Museum. We're here at the Warriors launch, as we are the official partner of the Warriors, uh, the official media partner. So mm-hmm. we'll get you closer to anyone at the Warriors this year. So that's why we're here. And, geez, what a show we've got. Obviously, the Warriors are all rolling in shortly. Yes. Uh, pretty empty room at the moment, this, this one, Ruin. Yeah, I just painting a picture. The leaners are up, though. The stage is set. I think there was a band warming up before, so that bodes well. Um, and the Warriors currently um, top of the table. Top of, top of the table and uh, a lot of faith and a lot of hope being built from preseason. Oh, yeah, there is. New man, Webby, who who knows, we might be able to get Webby on soon. I think we can almost guarantee we've got Cam George because we just told him, if he asked us if we needed anything, we said, yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, so Cam George will be on later. 4.45, uh, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Jacob's on the on the go there. It's a good afternoon to Kieran too, back in the studio. He's on the tools for us. 
as always. Thanks, boys. Very jealous you down there. I can hear the atmosphere. There was a, uh, <laughs> I, I saw the food menu as well come through, and I was thinking, oh, Beaver's going to be, uh, that's right up his alley. I just want tiny pies. That's all I want. Yes. You can't have a function without a tiny pie. Do you, think, a tiny pie. do you think they have such pies at a at a place that overlooks the viaduct? Is, is Absolutely. That, they do? Okay. Yeah, but they'd probably do the fancy ones, you know, the, the quiche. Yes. They'd call it a quiche. Just, you know, a mint savoury. That's all I need. I think you can judge any event on the uh, proliferation of mince savouries. Absolutely. Now, while we're talking a little bit of food, what a great segue to get into your Macca's menu for the day. Get your Macca's favourites delivered with McDelivery. Well, it's Tuesday, guys. So it means teamless Tuesday. So get your creativity thinking caps on. Mm -hmm. We have got an absolute beauty that we will let you know about very soon. Of course, we've got our catch-up with the great Brendan Popwell to make us all millionaires and not have to go to work tomorrow. We've got a little bit of Beaver's World, which is uh, boring as ever, to be fair. I can't wait for that. That's uh, always my favourite segment, <laughs> the world according to you. <laughs> the, the great the great Kiwi golfer. Jeez, oh, what's he in the world now? He's low 20s, I think. The great Ryan Fox mm. is coming on later in the show, as well as Cam George. We've got Drive to Survive, which is now up to 140. 50 worth of bonus bets. Remember, we didn't quite get that question right yesterday. Uh, Who holds the record for most runs conceded by an opening bowler in their opening spell in Test cricket? I'll give you a tip. The man sitting right next to me will know the answer to that because... Well, he probably was calling it. Mm. Uh, Later on the show, as we said, we're at the Warriors launch here down on the Viaduct. We hope to get a fair few of them in. Um, I guess if we've upset any of them past, we're unlikely to get any of them. But I'm sure... I think today's a day for reconciliation, isn't it? absolutely. You know, it's a new season. Let bygones be bygones. Let let six wins out of 24 be gone. That's last year's That's last year. Um, I was a Penrith Panthers supporter last year and a few years before that, but I'm prepared to get all on board here. Are you? Yeah, I am. Because you're here. I, I am here. <laughs> and because the bar's open at 5.30. <laughs> and, uh, Great, I love that. And, of course, uh, after the 6 o'clock news, we've got a wonderful interview with All Black and Chiefs prop. Well, I, he was an All Black at one stage last year, and I guess he hopes to be again. Mm. Absolutely. Aiden Ross, one of the real engine room members of the Chiefs pack, who, for me, Sumo, have built quite the depth up front this it's, year. Well, it's funny because I usually just, I, I make sure I'm up with the play of the Chiefs when I know I'm going to hang with you for three hours because yes. otherwise it's just going to bore the shit out of me you talking <laughs> about them. So they have a, a formidable pack, yes. that Chiefs side this year. A formidable pack. And I believe yesterday you were singing uh, the praises of uh, young Cortez as well, the halfback. Is, yes. that, is that right? Yeah, I, I, I see him having a bit of a breakout year. Obviously the old stager and Brad Weber will be mm-hmm. their number one nine. But yeah, Cortez Cortez Ratavart will be in all black and it's only a matter of time and with, I guess, the departures of a few of the older boys next year or this year, mm-hmm. I'd imagine his time is becoming closer and closer. So mm-hmm. him, your you Cam Roy guards mm-hmm. down in the Hurricanes, mm-hmm. I think there might be some big movers this year in the nine jersey. But there you go, guys. That is your Macca's menu for the day. Mac Delivery delivering your Macca's favourites straight to your door. Well, Sumo's, mm. there's been a bit of news. A few headlines have popped into the world today. Yes, a few headlines have popped into the world today. You know what I'm looking forward to? 6 a.m. tomorrow, I'm all in on Bangladesh. I am all in (laughs) on Bangladesh. Pinky and the gang trying to stop uh, the Proteas women from, um, well, from reaching the semifinals. And and if they can, gee, I tell you, 
If they can do us a solid, then Bangladesh can tour New Zealand every single season <laughs> well, for the do. next 20 <laughs> Sorry, you're right. They should do us a solid. Uh, really tough. Yeah, well, there's always, a, there's always a chance. T20 cricket's a bit of a crapshoot. But, you know, I really feel for the Ferns, and uh, I know they, they got brutalised, those opening two games, and couldn't put my finger on it. Spoke to a couple of them um, over in South Africa. Knew how upset they were because, you know, they really thought they could find a groove, and... As we've seen in their last two hitouts, um, boy, they were fantastic. Highest ever T20 score for them, uh, and then a demolition of Sri Lanka just to give them some hope. Yes. Music started here. Yeah. This yeah. is good too. Yeah. yeah, I hope you're getting all this at home, people. Uh, really adds to the thing. Uh, also, second test, something that you'll be yep. a part of. Yep. What? Yeah. Uh, I mean, early, early, early talk, and I love a bit of weather chat. There could be a few days washed out. Yeah, well, that's a shame because it's been a miserable uh, summer in terms of weather. I think um, your beloved Hamilton's probably been the hardest hit in terms yes. of cricket, not yes. the hardest hit in the country right now, but uh, it was amazing for me. I don't think there's been a single scheduled game of cricket at Hamilton that hasn't been rain-affected. Yes. Uh, but we are not talking Hamilton here. We're talking Basin Reserve, and uh, rain would be bad. Huge interest in this test, as you can imagine. First three days have been sold out for a couple of weeks. Brilliant. Uh, so there'll be a huge crowd in attendance, one would hope. And, you know, we were talking before the show started, Bevo. I, I do believe that that New Zealand side is capable of beating England. Yes. But they have to execute everything well. And they've got players in that side who would look at themselves after that first test and say, well, I didn't deliver for the team. And, and there's probably more than three or four. And you've got to look around yourselves now as a team and say... We know what's coming down the track. So are we going to just back ourselves in our game plan or are we going to be suckered into uh, what Stephen Fleming has kind of called bluff ball? And that's problematic. You can't, you can't be reactive to the way England are playing. You have to decide how you're going to go out there and approach it yourselves. It certainly is. And uh, we have got so much more to come right after this. G'day everyone, you're on the run home with Beeve and Kirst, except Kirst isn't here, so your old mate Scotty's in for her, and uh, Beeve's, he's already delegated me the linking job. <laughs> you see, I knew this was going to happen, I knew this was going to happen. Great to have your company, got a text for actually, um, the greatest function foods, Sumo, what would they be, sausage rolls, cocktail sausages, mini pie, curried eggs, fantastic, put it all in a blender, drink it. Um, we can go through a bit of that a little later, but uh, uh, look... We were talking Black Caps cricket before uh, Lee, our lovely friend, was into his rehearsal for the Waiata uh, a little later here at the Warriors season launch function at the Maritime Room in Auckland. Uh, but we're going to stay on the cricket theme. Uh, some work to be done in the next couple of days for the Black Caps. I think more head work than anything else. Uh, I don't think it's going to be two heavy sessions in the nets, but really sitting around having a think about how they're going to approach this uh, all-important second test, weather allowing. And uh, Daryl Mitchell uh, caught up with the guys on SENZ a little earlier. I look, they scored more runs than us and, and took more wickets, and that's the nature of the game. Um, it's not always going to go your way in Test cricket. Uh, we understand that, and I guess the pink ball is always a new thing as well, learning how to adapt to different situations, and, and to bat under lights is a, is a real challenge there. So, um, yeah, look, there's a few things we know that we can do better come that second Test, um, but also there's a lot of things that we're really proud of, of how we went about our business, and if we can yeah, rectify those other little things, we should be right. 
Yeah, pretty simple message there from Daryl Mitchell. They will be welcoming back Matt Henry, who uh, has enjoyed uh, the arrival of his first child, along with his partner, who may have had something to do with that as well. Um, here's what Mitchell had to say about Henry. Yeah, Matt, he's, a, he's obviously a, a seasoned bowler in international cricket now. It's awesome that he's just had the birth of his little girl, and I know he'll be excited to come and join this group and, and hopefully take a few wickets, uh, which would be awesome. And, yeah, I'm sure he'll be uh, yeah, pretty proud to do that with uh, his little girl watching on TV. There you go. So that's the thoughts of son of a Mitch. Yes. And a, a, couple of, a couple of interesting things there for me from, from as you quite rightly pointed out, son of, son of Mitch. Um, Daryl Mitchell, of course. He talked about the batsman, mm-hmm. and as you said, we talked about pre, pre-show, uh, Latham. He'll go down as one of our great openers. Yes. Uh, Conway, one of the superstars, uh, probably in his career as a superstar in cricket. The K- man himself, the fastest to reach 1,000 test runs. There's a K- Blundell's century. Kane Williamson is essentially a batting god in this country. Correct. So it's not the ish- there's no issues there, really. As you said, probably won't be time in the nets. It'll probably be just getting the heads right. Um, interesting thing for me is Matt Henry having now gone through the birth of a child. I wonder where he would have rather have been last week, uh, in, in theatre or uh, bowling to an English batsman coming at him. He was hoping for a 86-hour labour. <laughs> <laughs> he was watching scenes at Mount Monganui. He was thinking, no, just hold in there. A couple more days, we'll get through this together. Um, oh, look, you know, a. Yes. Good decision. Absolutely. The only decision of you course. should be making. Absolutely. Um, but they will welcome him back. And I've always thought Matt Henry, is he's, his average probably suggests this, but boy, he's an unlucky bowler. Oh. Some bowlers, mate, uh, you know, they could... Matt Henry's bowled spells, I reckon, that some other bowlers would have taken six for. He's that kind of bowler. And on his day, and I think if they get the pitch that suits a Matt Henry, yes. just a little bit happening in that basin pitch, which will be different to the mount. Um, you know, he can cause some chaos, and they need someone who's going to cause a little bit of chaos. Was it on that English tour that we have just been on recently and got beaten 3-0 where he got dropped in sort of as a late replacement for somebody and performed extremely well yep. in a couple of those test matches? So, absolutely, I think I think a lot of the angst going into that team, that first test, was the fact that it was no Jamison and no Henry, and mm. all of a sudden you're getting down the old, uh, to use an American... American sort of uh, down the depth chart. Depth chart to use an analogy from the American sports world. It, it, it really was. I think if Matt Henry was there, I think everyone feels a lot more comfortable. If you've got a Salvi Wagner, um, Henry, it's Henry sort of three three men up front, yeah. and then everyone fits in around that. Well, I, I, yeah. Well, a Matt Henry would have been a better option as an opening bowler. Uh, yes. He would have still been elevated from first change as he would a uh, role he would have played with Bolt and Southie had been in the team. Um, but I, I think he would have been a better fit as a first change than, or an opening bowler than perhaps Neil Wagner was, uh, taking nothing away from Wags. But, you know, we all know they, they took to him. It, it's one of the interesting concepts for me around what Brendan McCullum has instilled in this team, along with Stokes and Jeet Sal and Marcus Triscothic, who we'll hear from shortly. Um, this high-energy... Uh, high intensity test cricket it, it comes with confidence and knowing Baz and having worked with Baz uh, he's like that in any environment he, he just he makes people around him feel good about themselves um, it's a real skill and it's an incredible human quality that he possesses 
Um, and what it allows those around them to do is actually perform and perform with comfort and perform with confidence that if they make a mistake, it's not going to cost them their job. Joe Root's reverse sweep twice. He was out to that shot both times. McCullum said, good option. You score yep. lots of runs that way. <laughs> uh, other coaches would have banned it from the yes. tour. Uh, he's not like that, and, and I know Michael Atherton writing for the Times said something just like that. You know, w- what a pleasure for a guy like Joe Root, who, let's be honest, doesn't have to prove much. No. He scored 10,600 test runs. So, you know, these guys just feel like they've got a lease of life. They arrive in New Zealand, they haven't been training, they've been to wineries, they've been playing golf up at Tiatara Edi, they've been to people's houses for barbecues, so they're having fun on tour. They've won 10 of their last 11 test matches, that's fun for starters. Um, but the, the the real thing for me around Brennan McCullum is when he when he looks at an opposition, it would be really easy to say, right, you've got two debutante bowlers in there, go after them. Who did they go after in the second innings? It's not Kugeline. It's not Tickner. They went after Neil Wagner, arguably the bloke who uh, represents and epitomises the, the toughness, the steel, the courage that the Black Caps wish to portray. He's the he's yep. the alpha. He's the silverback in that team. He's the guy who's going to come charging in time after time, bowl your bumpers, and they took to him. Now, was he accurate? Probably not by his standards. But to me, that's the mindset. You don't go after the weakest link or what would be, quote-unquote, the supposed weakest link. That's the guy on debut. You go after the guy who time after time after time has illustrated what it means to play for New Zealand. He's been the real strength of that team. And that... I think is the greatest lesson to take out of uh, Baz Ball. I know it's a term that he hates, but, you know, it's stuck. He'll run with it. It's stuck. Yeah, he will run with it. Um, and, and that, to me, I think it's a lesson for everyone. If you want to prove a point, don't go after the weak link. That's easy. Go after the tough link. And well, if you do that, then, boy, you send a message to the opposition that you're not here to muck about. Well, you don't have to, you don't have to take your memory back too far to remember when he was actually opening the batting and he was walking down the track to uh, oh. a Cummins or a Johnson coming at him at 150 uh, as far as going after the biggest <laughs> the biggest dog in the uh, fight. That's so, it. no, yeah. I think that says enough about him. But when you were working with Baz, obviously you've you worked a good couple of seasons around mm. the commentary cricket. Mm. Did you appreciate the... the obviously, you're, you're rubbing shoulders with all the great minds of New Zealand cricket, the Flemings and McMillans yep. and what have you. Did you appreciate that Bears had this technical and astuteness about him? Oh, or? yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, that is a given. He's played a lot of cricket. He's coached a lot of cricket, so he's, he's got that in spades. Yeah. Um, but it was the other side of him that I've, I've just alluded yeah, to. The man that, management. Yeah, and he just he took a genuine interest in everyone. Yep. And, you know, he was always there just to say, well, how do we all get better together? There was never ego with Brendan. Not in the, not in the sense where he could have afforded to have an ego. Yes. Um, he was very inclusive, always. Um, he was a, he was a guy who was genuinely interested in you and what you were about. Um, he liked to learn about you, and uh, he, he was just an equal opportunities chatter. You know, he, he would be comfortable with the pub, having a beer. He'd be comfortable with prime ministers. He'd be comfortable in a, in a tuxedo, you know, on a night out in a flash restaurant. That that's just kind of Brendan McCullum. He enjoys the finer things in life. He enjoys the simple things in life, and because of that, he can connect with anyone at any stage. And yeah, the technical. Stuff between you know him, Fleming, Mac, Frankie, yeah. and others him is immense. Yeah. Um, but you you sort of take that for granted. What what you really notice with him is just his ability to connect people and connect with people, and uh, it's an art form. I, I was you know you always felt good in his presence. You really did. Absolutely. Well, earlier today, the great Ian Smith, another one of the great New Zealand cricket minds, uh, had Marcus Triscothic 
on his show. And uh, he had this to say when Smithy asked how uh, Bear's gone about changing the mindset since the arrival. I think it's been, um, it, it sort of kind of started from obviously with, with Brendan coming in and sort of, you know, looking to evolve the, the approach of the team. And then you've got the skipper in Ben Stokes also looking to try and do things slightly differently um, to give the, the team a different angle and a different way of playing the game. And I think, you know, encouraging them to, you know, to be more aggressive and to be a bit more free. Um, which then allows us as coaches to then follow through with that ethos um, and keep, you know, keep pushing the guys towards the danger, if you like, and keep pushing them to try and find different approach, to find a different way of playing this game. Because, you know, we've, we had a period of time beforehand where it didn't go so well. Um, but, you know, we needed to move the game forward. So and it, it's kind of breeding itself now because the guys have had success doing it. And they're finding and looking at opportunities where they can go out and be a bit more aggressive, um, you know. And 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 the proof has been in the pudding. We're, we're now ten out of eleven games on the banks, and it's like, you know, this is this is pretty good at what we're trying to do. He's not wrong. It looks no. good. Feels good. Uh, England are enjoying playing it. It's really interesting to me because the, when you look around, one of the one of the guys who hasn't had a noticeable bump in terms of run production has actually been Stokes, which is strange considering this seems like a game that's tailor-made made for him. Yep. But maybe that's because he hasn't had to change anything no. at all, whereas others have come out and sort of, you know, where once they were averaging in the 20s and now averaging in the 40s. It's been a ridiculous... Uh, yeah, Ben Duckett comes to mind, and Harry Brook is a wonderkin. He's going to be something truly special in Test cricket for a long time to come. But those are the interesting players for me. Some of them have just stayed the same, and maybe that's appropriate, while others around them have, uh, have leapt up. That wasn't all Marcus Triscothic had to say. You know, th there is a bit more method to the madness. It it's not just about, you know, let's go gung-ho and um, just be ultra-aggressive. You know, the, the mantra is to try and put pressure on bowlers and try and find opportunities that we can uh, move the game forward. But, you know, you you're always on the second side of that is identifying periods of games when you sometimes you have to absorb and, you have to sort of suck it up a little bit and just take a little bit of time out of the game to assess their conditions and, and allow the bowler sometimes when it's their time to, to have a period of the game which they, they, they're allowed to you know, control, control. But um, as soon as that is over, then, then you always look again to, to apply pressure. So getting the balance right, you're looking, you're looking for smart players that can come in uh, and assess conditions well. Um, but more often than not, you know, it's trying to score runs, apply pressure, um, and it, it's just a different way. It's a, it's a slightly more, um, you know, the, the positive side of what we're trying to do is really the important part of this. Yep, positivity, intent. We spoke about it a lot during our coverage of the Test match, and uh, and you can see it there in spades. You can also see the smiles on the faces of that English uh, team at the moment too. They are absolutely flying. What have we got coming up, Eve? Well, thanks to Kennard's Hire, make your job easy, kennards.co.nz. We have an absolute highlight of the week. Sumo, I don't know if you can remember it from past journeys into the run home, but it is Tuesday, and it means teamless Tuesday. Oh. And today, it's a little bit special. Here we are at the Warriors launch as the official partner of uh, all things media with the Warriors. So we thought we'd come up for 13 today. Mm -hmm. And it's a 13 of Warriors. But no, I'm not talking about your, 
your Dennis bits, um, or, or, or your Wibbies. I'm kind of glad. <laughs> I'm talking about anyone with any connections to the Warriors. Thanks, Tim Morrison from Once the Warriors. Thank Russell Crowe as a gladiator warrior. Um, Mel Gibson, even, from Braveheart. Another warrior as sorts. So get them coming in, and uh, I'm sure we'll compile a wonderful 13. But uh, I'm trying to think if any of the former Warriors actually turned to actors that could actually somehow make it in. But we will cross that bridge in the next couple of hours. But get your texts coming on. The Kenards Hire makes your job easy. Talk to someone who has taken the Ken Oath today. Here's Johnny Mack with the news. It's the run home here on SENZ. Beaver and Scotty uh, filling in for Kirst, uh, who's still uh, celebrating her nuptials, I imagine. Yeah. When's she back on the tools? Uh, she might be Thursday. She might uh, come back into the word of the living. God. How long do you need? <laughs> well, to be fair, I, I, I could quite happily take another couple of days after. Yeah, and I wasn't sure. even getting married myself. Yeah. Um, gee, some great, some great texts has already come in. Steph Curry from uh, Tim and Taupo. <laughs> and... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's it is very clever. And yeah. I think he would actually slip in. Maybe another seven uh, in league. Antonio Banderas, the 13th warrior. <laughs> yes. He's coming. I'll tell you what, I was, I, yeah, this is a bit left field, but um, for you uh, Pat Benatar fans out there, I am the warrior. Great tune. Is that, is that on your playlist? Of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Absolutely no issue whatsoever. And let's not forget, um, Mel Gibson might make a double appearance here, but you've... You've pulled out a Braveheart reference, yeah. but uh, let's not forget Mad Max 2 was released in America as The Road Warrior. That was the name no. of the film in America. <laughs> wow. I knew we had Sumo Scotty Stevenson on for a reason today, and there's another person I knew we had on for a reason, and that's the great Brendan Popple from the TAB. Time for a TAB live update. Bit live on your favourite sports of the TAB app today. BP, welcome on into the Warriors launch where me. Sumo and Jacob uh, in a room looking at past Warriors games. Cheers, and, uh, some good stuff going on out there too on the big screen. <laughs> BP, how are you? I'm good, thanks, mate. I love how you went and Jacob as well. Just, yes. just to, uh, to finish off the fact that uh, Jacob is probably really doing the hard yards there. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty good, thanks, mate. Yep, and I'll, I'll jump straight to it here, mate. The Black Caps. Black Caps betting has been yes. quite interesting today because... A lot of punters are, are doing some weather betting at the moment. They're oh, back yeah. in the draw. Now, of course, oh, yeah. England, they don't, they don't do draws. Uh, nope. They either win by massive margins or they have a loss. But most of the time, they've been winning. So 365, the draw, it was around 440 uh, this morning. And now we've seen a strong move towards the draw at 365. And England just pushing out a touch from 186 to 196, which still might be a little bit attractive for those that way that England played, they might only need two days to win the Test match. Well, remember, James Anderson famously said before the first Test, if it's mm. weather affected, we'll just four-foot in innings. So mm. be careful before you go jumping into that draw, people. Uh, plenty of power plays too, BP, that uh, I'm sure yep. are going to tickle people's fancy. Yeah, look, look I think that the English ones are the ones that are really taking a bit of interest already. Uh, the, the first one here is Root, Pope, Brook, Duckett, each scored 10 runs in the first innings at $2.30. We've already seen a fair bit of traction 
uh, around that with how all well all all four of those players played. Uh, so we've taken some interest already on, on that market. In terms of a New Zealand uh, power play, a little look towards the Wagner and Saudi to each take two wickets uh, yes. in the first innings around $2.40 because whatever the, pre- the pitch presented might be uh, slightly green uh, and maybe we can get some wickets so there's been some interest in that. And if you think those two great warriors will spawn after the bay, you can go, they'll get three plus wickets each and uh, it's at six bucks. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my glass is always half full, BP. Is it what? <laughs> BP, is it, there's a very there's a very interesting game of cricket on that has um, some rather large ramifications too for the uh, White Ferns. And you see you've got mm. the Bangladesh woman out at 7-10 here to beat uh, <laughs> South Africa in that final pool game of the World Cup, T20 World Cup. Um, that's great betting. Surely Bangladesh do the White Ferns a huge favour here. Well, you, you would think, by the way, that there's betting on this, uh, the betting in this match around the Bangladesh woman, that um, that could be the case because we have seen quite a bit of action around the seven dollars and ten cents price uh, yeah. for the Bangladesh woman. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of movement around that price. Uh, it's actually been multied up into the England woman at a dollar and five cents. Just mm-hmm. if, if you look, if you're that way inclined for a, a bit of a multi tomorrow morning, uh, most of the betting uh, is around the English woman to win that a dollar and five cents. A number of uh, big bets have come through around sort of the, the, the two thousand, three thousand dollar mark around uh, the England woman win, winning that match. Uh, but yes, a bit of Bangladesh at seven ten has been taken with the hope that it might help the White Ferns. So uh, yeah, bit of action there, and also um, there was a bit of betting. I think the game's currently not live, but we took some money on Scotland to mm. beat Nepal uh, in their match, uh, which was. I think it might have started about half an hour ago. We saw a bit of traction around the dollar fifty-seven uh, in that in that cricket game as well, which is not long started. So, yep, hunters are keen around their cricket at the moment. Uh, thank you very much again, BP, for all of those. Bet live on your favourite sports. Download the TAB app today. Please gamble responsibly. R18. People never forget, it's South Africa. It's a Cricket World Cup. They can capitulate. Oh, yeah. Get on the Bangladesh. More coming up after this. Rotoflex, world-leading biomechanical design by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Available at participating retailers now. Hold on to your seats. It's the run home with Kirsten Beeve. You're on the run home with SCNZ. It is uh, 60 minutes or 15 minutes now to 5pm, quarter to 5 on your Tuesday afternoon. And uh, we're all set here, Beef, uh, Sumo and Beef. It's not Kirsten Beef today, but um, I've got a text message in from Justin. Yes. And um, Justin, of course, um, you know, has to have a little subtle dig. And <laughs> I'm going to have a mea culpa here. Um, you obviously don't have Sumo on for his music knowledge. Uh, I Am The Warrior isn't Pat Benatar. It is, I know, Justin, by the band Scandal. And, of course, they featured Patty Smith. So I got my pats confused there. Um, so, sorry, Justin. Um, well, well, that means Patty Smith's got to be potentially a candidate for the uh, well, Warriors 13. Patty Smith probably should be a candidate for the Warriors 13, to be perfectly honest with you. But, um, Justin, well done. Well played, sir. And, um, yeah, my apologies both to you, to Pat Benatar, and uh, all fans of 80s Rock. Um, Tim here says he's off to the Crusaders season launch tonight. Beef, how good? What a team. Seven in a row, baby. 
Oh, Tim, if I could teleport myself to Christchurch right now, I really would. Uh, I'd love nothing more than to get along myself to a Crusaders, is it? Crusaders team launch. That would be exciting stuff, Tim. Uh, riveting. I tell you what, they won't have as good a man in seeing their function. Uh, we were all just starstruck, all just actually terrified. Mm. Uh, probably more terrified than anything. Yeah. I mean, he's a wonderful man. He makes you feel very at ease. But Monty Beefham just walked in the room and shook yeah. our hands and... Jeez, intimidating character, isn't he? Oh, mate, you're never quite sure whether he wants to shake your hand or garrot you. <laughs> um, no, champion human, Monts. Absolutely. And, uh, yes, he will be emceeing this function. Who better to emcee exactly. the Warriors season launch than Monty Beetham himself, man who shed blood for the club. Oh, plenty of it. You'd only need 13 of him and you'd be well on your way to another title. Or our first title. Uh, here's another text in. WWF's Road Warrior Animal, 125 kgs. Johnny oh, from Kiri Kiri. Good so on you, good. Johnny. Well, Johnny wasn't the Road Warrior Animal, was he? Was he? It was Johnny 125 <laughs> kgs. I don't know, but he's from Kiri Kiri. Oh. Grace Jones is another. The Amazonian. The Amazonian uh, warrior. Ah, yes. Um, oh, strikingly beautiful woman, Grace Jones. And talented. Well, is this a, I don't know if this is a bridge too far, speaking of uh, beautiful woman, to make the Warriors 13, but would Nikki Watson, um, with her connection to uh, the actual Warriors, be yeah. a candidate for a wing, a wing berth, maybe? Yeah, quite possibly so. Yeah, we'll, we'll put that one down. Potential, uh, potential winger. Uh, keep them coming in, as we said. It's Teamless Tuesday. Silky skills. <laughs> Very silky. Brought to you by Kennard's Hire. All about Warriors. And quite... Quite honestly, anything to do with the Warriors. Yeah, it's a it's a broad it's a broad topic of conversation, <laughs> isn't it? Um, but I like how you've put some thought into that. Um, Gerard Butler, from Gerard Butler. Yeah, from three hundred, and, and I don't know who wrote this. So but, true. but someone said a beaver lookalike. I don't know who put that in there. But Gerard Butler is a beaver lookalike. Mm. Oh, I'm going to do some investigation on that. Yeah. It's, it's, break, it's uncanny, sure. Sumo. It really is. Really? Yeah. yeah. I can't see Gerard Butler in here. Or maybe people see Beaver and Gerard Butler. I don't know. <laughs> amazing how many times he's pitched up to a press junket. And says, Has anyone ever told you? You look exactly like that guy from the movie The Kick. <laughs> oh, I know. Gerard must get sick of it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he appreciates it. Maybe he appreciates it. Look, there's a, there's a festive vibe here in the room. Um, yes. Look, I'd love to paint you a picture. Um, the leaners are all out. Um, obviously, as we've already mentioned, there's a lot of highlights on the screen. Yes. It's taken me back many a year, actually. I'm surprised Mark Tukey hasn't made uh, the highlights package, but he's got to be there somewhere. Sure. And his mini. Yeah, he took you, yeah he's driving a, mini. a famous mini. Yeah, driving mini. I have noticed too, and this is probably a job for Jacob, um, I have noticed that all of a sudden there's some sort of, I don't know if you call them all d'oeuvres or, or just peanuts on the tables. Canapes. 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 Yeah. Uh, maybe that's an opportunity now for young producer Jacob to start uh, circling the room and maybe take off a few of those plates as if they'd never tr quite drop them off at that leaner. Um, I, I wouldn't mind a bowl of whatever that looks good. It looks yes. good. Maybe it's hot nuts. Yeah, <laughs> could we all be hot nuts here at the Warriors season launch down at the Viaduct? Of course, we are the official partner of the Warriors. More to come straight after this. Cam George just around the corner. Well designed by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Available at participating retailers now. Hold on to your seats. It's the run home with Kirsten Beave. Yeah, you are on the run home with Kirsten Beeb, except no curse. Scotty here filling in for curse today, and uh, we told you we're going to take you inside the Warriors at the Warriors season launch, and what better way than go straight to the top. First hour of the show, Cam George joins us. Um, a good afternoon to you, mate. Special occasion this, and uh, a lot of excitement around it too. Yeah, it is. Uh, welcome, guys. It's great to have you here joining in the occasion. It's the first time we've had in three years, yeah. um, so 
We've tried to replicate our, our season launches in Australia, but it just wasn't the same without our true sponsors and fans and you know people like you that are valuable partners, and um, it should be an exciting evening. The, the squad looks deep. And in fact, Brad Walter was talking to Mark Stafford on SENZ uh, this afternoon and said as much. He said, look, he probably hasn't seen this kind of depth in the team for, for a couple of years now. COVID aside, are you, are you pretty happy with how you've been able to put the pieces together leading into this season? Yeah, absolutely. It started well in advance of uh, this season. 12 months ago, 1 November last year is when we approached Mitch Barnett, uh, Murata, um, you know, while we're based on the Gold Coast, we were mm. catching up with them because Parramatta were there as well and Luke Metcalf signed them. We had them all signed really before Christmas of last year and then get through the 22 season and they're here and look, I think we're seeing the influence they're having over the group um, and what it's doing to the young kids are inspiring them as well and We've got some other really good depth players coming in, like Jackson Ford, to add value to our edge. And also, um, you know, young kids who have upgraded, like young Tane, who mm. was playing for Burley Bears last year. So across the park, um, you know, you saw the first half the other day against Melbourne. We had our, our gun team, Lesser Few and Tamati Martin and yep. so on, uh, Adam Pompey. And then in the second half, Webby, you know, started focusing on round one and just give the kids a great deal of experience. And, you know, they went well. Mm. You know, they... You know, uh, a few mistakes uh, cost us some tries, but they held their gloves up quite well, which is great. Talking about the young kids, mate, obviously another former great warrior, Adam Blair's doing wonders with the uh, young fellas. Three from three at the moment, isn't it? He is, two from two. Two from the, two. The, third, the second game, as you know, out of Franklin got wiped out. But, mm. um, mate, it's great, Blairy, and that's our system. You know, we want to be homemade. We want to bring people through both on and off the park. And Slade Griffin's our New South Wales Cup, Cup coach. And... Blair is doing a great job, and it's a lot of hard work. You know, you've got a, a heap of kids that want to be in the NRL right now, yeah. uh, but obviously they've got to learn a lot of stuff, and they haven't been playing for three years. So the only two trials they have are against themselves. Um, so to take on the, the world over there, they're doing well at this stage. Yeah, they are. Look, talk to us about being back at Mount Smart and also being able to take games on the road through New Zealand this season. Um, just being able to start with that kind of certainty, what does that do to a group like this? And I know we've covered it over the years and just how homely these guys are. They want to be at home. They want to be around family and friends. So to have that certainty going into the schedule, do, does that, do you notice that sort of bubbling up through the group? Yeah, look, it has a, a huge impact on the group day in, day out to be able to go home to their own family home and, you know, connect with their wider family and friends and, you know, lifetime friends. That was all taken away from them. But... Look, we saw a great example on the weekend at Christchurch. Over 12,000 tickets yeah. sold yeah. to a trial game. Um, you know, it was chockers. And it just showed that, um, you know, the people there from the West Coast, from Canterbury, from Wellington, from Auckland, everywhere. And we're looking forward to going to Napier and Wellington next Friday night for our first big kickoff mm -hmm. against Newcastle. So it's the people's game. We're the people's club. And it's, we're great to be back home and sharing it with them for once in a long time. Speaking of Wellington, obviously it is two weeks away, but obviously pre-season's all done now. Is it just the case? And I, and I guess it's probably more for Webby, but it's just holding everyone back now, isn't it? They just want to get going now. Yeah, look, we touched on those players we'd signed before. What they bring is a lot of experience, so they know what the next two weeks means. It means rest up, get your battle scars right, and um, get ready to go, because once that whistle kicks off on the 3rd of March, it's 25 rounds of yeah. blood, sweat, and tears and emotion. So we can't miss the boat early in the season, and... Um, yeah, we're going there to win, so it's important we get a big crowd as well.
talk about the club as general. We could talk about the players, but but your role was obviously a lot lot broader for the club in terms of bringing in revenues and making sure the fans are engaged and happy. Have you have you been happy with the way the fans have approached the season, season ticket holders per se, and, and all the rest? Yeah, we we recognise and acknowledge them in our first trial game against the Tigers. We uh, we have made it a members only night to. A bit of a thank you and acknowledgement to them and their support. Um, look, through our partnerships, uh, they're just extensive but loyal. Uh, we've got so many of them, but the real big ones are loyals from One New Zealand. You know, you guys have jumped on board this year, and, you know, there's a real uh, connection through us all now being back home and really happy with that. But there's only one thing that's going to create more and bigger excitement and a bigger following and get our bandwagon full, and that's winning. And mm. we've just got to do it and have no excuse this year. Absolutely. Well, mate, thank you very much. And a Warriors bandwagon is a beautiful thing. We can all jump on it very quickly. <laughs> end so. off it. End well, off. No, uh, well, some there's a lot, a lot of space on that bandwagon. There's a lot of space. We've been there before. We've been there before. I know you've got a lot of people to shake hands with tonight, Cam. So thanks for your time. Good no luck for the season. Mate. All the best, mate. Thanks, boys. See you. It's Johnny Mack with the news now. Great to have your company here on the run home with Kirsten Beef. Scotty filling in for Kirst today. Thanks to McDelivery and Rotoflex by Blundstone. Stability meets the freedom to move. A little later, we're going to catch up with a number of the Warriors players and staff here uh, from the Warriors season launch at the Maritime Room in Auckland's Viaduct. Um, right um, right now, we're going to get on the phone, Beef, yes. to... Uh, to a man who can um, can swing a hickory stick. Yeah. He really can. Yeah, he really can. He's ranked 30th in the world, uh, which is not too bad. And uh, he's fresh off a little jolly up at uh, Taraiti, Tiari, Tiari, one of them. Real fancy pants golf club <laughs> up on the coast here north of Auckland. And uh, Ryan Fox, not not content with um, being one of the real rising stars of the game, has gone and smashed the course record there. Just to prove that you might have money, but not everyone's got talent. And he's got talent, that's for sure. Foxy joins us now. Uh, Ryan, good evening to you. Good evening, guys. Uh, tell us about the round first. 60's not bad. Yeah, 60's not bad. Uh, I've been chasing that for a little while up at Tiari. I'm, I'm attached up there, and um, I always feel like you've got a chance. It's got a few, a few good birdie chances out there, and it was actually a charity round the golf. Um, you know, playing with a couple of guys and uh, started with four birdies in a row and, and kind of kept it going. Ended up with 12 birdies, no bogeys for the day and unfortunately didn't have a putt for that magical 59, but mm. can't complain too much for 60 and a course record. Now, mate, I don't uh, obviously begrudge you getting a course record, but you haven't taken it off uh, just a local hack who's uh, claimed the fame was holding the course <laughs> record, have you? Uh, no, I took it off a guy called Jake Meanhorse, who's a young New Zealand pro who's just turned, actually. Okay. So I probably feel a little bad for Jake. Um, <laughs> but I got him by a few. I think the previous course record was 63. So um, I at least made it a, a tough mark to beat going forward. 
Yeah, there's work for him to do, Roxy. There's work for him to do. You've, got to, you've always got to remind the young guys that there's plenty of room for improvement. Um, hopefully he stays with the game, hasn't been demoralised by you just pitching up and taking his record. Hey, tell us about um, where you're headed next, mate. What's, uh, what's next on the agenda? I've got a pretty exciting uh, few weeks coming up. Uh, I'm on my way to the States on Saturday night. Um, got the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill next week. Unfortunately, clashes with the New Zealand Open, but no, that's a huge PGA Tour event and just a great opportunity that I can't turn down. Uh, from there, the Players' Championship. Uh, then I've got a week off, which I get to go and play Augusta, which won't be too bad. Um, and then I've got uh, the match play, the Valero Texas Open, the Masters, and the RBC Heritage at Hilton Head uh, before coming home. So that's a that's a pretty cool stretch of golf, that's for sure. <laughs> Mate, that, that, that is like, if you asked any golfer what his bucket list would look like in the final two weeks of his life, you've pretty much nailed it there. The Arnie Palmer, the players, Augusta, uh, match play, and the Masters, that's, um, that's a heck of a shift. Yeah, it's um, you know, something probably if you told me at the start of last year, you know, you'd be playing all these events this year, I'm not sure I would have believed you. Um, and it's going to be a first for me. It's going to be it's going to be tough. Obviously, they're all the a lot of them are the elevated events, the new ones on the PJ Tour, where there's yep. um, you know basically all the top players playing. It'll be like playing a major every week, and they're in their new golf courses and everything like that for me. But I mean, there is the events I grew up wanting to play. You know, watch. I don't know how many of those I watched. I'm at Tiger one Bay Hill eight times, and I'm pretty sure I'm I would have watched every one of those events. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's cool to be able to go there and, and test myself with the best players in the world. Mate, obviously you mentioned the best players in the world, but I guess it's spending a little bit more time in America than you have in the past too. Does, does that do anything as far as change your mindset or does it change anything as far as your preparation for um, for getting on the road and, and heading over there? Anything you've been doing differently? Not really. Um, there might be a little change in the golf bag potentially. Um, I normally play with a two-iron, but they're kind of obsolete a little bit in the US. Um, you know, they, I, I might have to look at changing to a five or a seven wood or a hybrid or something. So, you know, they've got a bit more rough and a bit more um, a bit more length than probably what we play in, in Europe. So having something that you can get up and stop quickly on par fives and stuff might be really important. But um, it's going to be quite different for me. Most of the stuff I've played in the States as a professional has been hit and run events, you know, go over and literally play one and then go back to Europe or go back to wherever I was. So it's going to be a big change playing a, a stretch over there. Um, and I guess in terms of expectations and stuff, it's kind of hard to to know where I sit with that. I mean, you know, I'm learning new golf courses to play, playing against guys that have played those events multiple times. So... I'll be at a little disadvantage in that respect, but um, you know it's not a it's not a bad stretch to sort of learn and, and, and to, just to, to go and, and kind of have no expectations. If I play well, great. If I don't, you know I've got got lots to look forward to, lots to learn from in those those events, and um, you know, I, I crack at another PJ Tour card on the on the DP World Tour order of merit this year as well. So. It's, it's kind of a win-win for me the next few weeks. Do you think, Foxy, that it, it might be a good time to be going? You mean, you obviously, you, your earnings are good, mate. You don't have to get in the Winnebago and do the travelling roadshow here. You can actually go there as a professional and, a, and an earning professional. And so a lot of the, the stress that others might have younger uh, in their careers is, is not part of this for you now? Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm I'm lucky in that respect. Obviously, last year was um, you know pretty lucrative on the golf course, and um, that's probably helped off the golf course earnings a, a fair bit as well. So, you know, I'm not going, I'm not putting myself out of pocket or anything going there. Um, obviously, the events we're playing, I think, you know, because of the turmoil, golf, the division in golf at the moment, there's the purses are up massively this year. So, mm. um, you know, a good week, you know, you can the earning potential is just crazy over there at the moment so so it's as i said it's kind of a win-win you know i'm if i don't play very well i'm at least gaining experience and getting to play against the best players in the world week in week out um and if i play well you know there's pj tour cards there's world ranking points there's obviously a lot of money in play as well so yeah it's going to be going to be a great experience and i get obviously get to throw the masters in there as well which is Mm. um for anyone as, as a bucket list experience and it's been something I've been looking forward to for, well, we're trying to get into for, you know, more years than I can remember. Mate, talk about your bucket list as far as uh, Augusta. Have you uh, ticked off any bucket list fish on this uh, trip home, mate? Obviously, a wonderful way for you to relax away from the course. Unfortunately not. I've, I've only been home, for, well, by the time I leave, I've only been home for, for 10 days. Um and I've had a few golf days to do, and um, we've got number two due in at the end of April. Um, so, sort of getting to spend some time with the family, with the, with a two-year-old, uh, you know, fishing's taken a, a little bit of a hit, unfortunately, and it'll probably take a, a bit of a hit for the rest of the year. But um, you know, it's, I was kind of looking forward to you know, a nice, easy schedule this year with number two arriving, and um, you know, spend some time with the family with winner status, but. You know, obviously, I've got this opportunity instead, and it's a great one. It's certainly made this part of the year very, very busy. So I'll be looking forward to a bit of a break and hopefully some fishing a bit later in the year. Well, I mean, not many of us said she's still get to play golf when number two shows up, so you're very lucky on that front yeah, well, too. Not many of us have it for a job. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that, I've, I'm kind of tough, right? I've got golf as a job and fishing as a hobby. Both take up far too much time. So I've got to choose one, and unfortunately golf's the one that pays the bills. So I've got to choose that one. Look, if all else fails, Foxy, just become a sport fisherman. There's some, there's some big prize money for Marlin over in the States as well. Yeah, that's true. There is some, yeah, I don't think it pays quite as well as golf, but no, um, not yet. Yeah, there's, there's some pretty, there's, there's some pretty, yeah, there's some, some pretty good pots over there for for the fishing, that's for sure. But you also hey, need to spend we... a few. Carry on, mate. Oh, I was just going to say you need to spend a few million on a boat to be able to do it over there. Yeah, well, you keep playing the way you're playing, mate. That won't be an issue. I, I did need to ask, mate, and, and look, I know that we're not here to, to delve into controversy, but do you see signs of, of the division that you brought up um, a couple of minutes ago coming to an end this year, or do you think that, that this is just going to be here to stay as, a, as another part of golf's sort of travelling sideshow? I think it's here for the medium term at the moment. Obviously, you know, there's a fair bit of legal action going on around the world at the, uh, around the world at golf at the moment. So from that sense, you know, I don't. Yeah, you know, it, it's pretty hard to be civil with someone that's basically suing you. So mm. until that stuff kind of goes away, I don't. I don't see the two. You know, all the parties sitting down and working something out. Um, and obviously, the the, the time frame on that probably mid twenty four at the absolute earliest with what's going on. So. Yeah, it's, look, 
in the short term, there's been some great things happen in the game because of it. Obviously, competition has been been great for the game of golf, um, and it's generally great in most capacities. But obviously, the division in the game with all the legal stuff and you know the the throwing the throwing crap at each other in the media, um, you know that's been pretty frustrating. And I know not me personally, but there's been friendships lost and everything like that through this whole scenario. So. Now, hopefully that's all, that all gets sorted out in the next two to three years. But I don't see... I, I see at least for this year there's still being a fair bit of stuff going on. Well, mate, absolutely from everyone here on the run home, you have an amazing little schedule ahead of you. So wish you all the best with it, mate. Continue your amazing work at the moment and uh, hopefully at some stage you get a little break and uh, get a chance to... Have a wee bit of a fish somewhere in the world, mate. But uh, all the best for that next little block, mate. Sounds awesome. And uh, you're the envy of every uh, wannabe golfer back here in New Zealand, that's for sure. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Have a- Brian Fox, well done, mate. Have a safe time. Have a good time. And uh, we'll be rooting for you back home. Absolutely. Here. Mate, what... Uh, what a special, special sportsman Fox is turning into. I, was, I, I lost track of yeah. the number of events. Um, but as you mentioned, starting with the Arnold Palmer, which yep. is such a wonderful event. And it's an event that, that everyone wants to win, given yes. it's named after the man himself. And Bay Hill just looks like a special golf course. Yes. Uh, the Players' Championship, we know. The fifth major. Correct. And then, you know, getting to go and play at Augusta in a week off, essentially, and then mm. put a match play and then the Masters. Uh, you know, what what a trip. That is yes. the trip of a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is, Ryan's earned this right. 100%. He's got to be considered now one of the best golfers in the world. His ranking suggests he certainly is. His year last year, where, you know, the people he's mixing with, the players he's mixing with, the player he's beating on a regular yep. basis. Um, and, look, what a great experience for him to be able to straddle both sides of the Atlantic, playing the European Tour, but also cherry-pick a few PGA events. And I was yes. really intrigued by the fact that, you know, he's got so good and so recognised now that, that, you know, he's not begging for entries. No. Uh, they're coming to him. Yeah. And um, I would suggest they're all expenses paid at the moment, <laughs> the way Fox is playing the game. Well, you know, awesome. And uh, it just creates such interest. And the flip side of that is here's Ryan Fox, who's, who's benefiting from the breakaway league indirectly, as he mentioned it, because prize money has gone up, escalated on the PGA. And then you've got Danny Lee on the other side of that equation yep. who's decided, well, I'm, I'm heading this way. Yes. I want some guaranteed bank. Um, there's probably a reason for that. Yeah. You know, Danny Lee's at a point of his career where, you know, the breakthroughs are becoming harder and harder yep. and harder. Um, yep. So off he goes. But, you know, as Dylan Cleaver mentioned in The Bounce, uh, I hope you subscribe to The Bounce. It's a great news that from one of our finest journalists who said, you know, look, if Danny Lee's a marquee signing, with all respect, then live golf's not what it's cracked up to be. Yeah, I mean... I think it's just exciting times, not since probably Michael Campbell had those wonderful few years where he's competing regularly that we've got a New Zealand golfer to whip home and all these big events. Up after us, so much more. Keep those Texas coming in. And to watch the sport, let us cook. Get your Macca's favourites delivered with McDelivery. Rotoflex, world-leading biomechanical design by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Available at participating retailers now. Hold on to your seats. It's the run home with Kirsten Beave. Certainly is, but no curse today. Scotty Stevenson filling in for Kirst. Uh, Stanway, still? 
Look, controversial, but I think it's Stanway Thorn. Okay, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. That's good stuff. <laughs> uh, now, you can give us a buzz right now if you like. 0800 150 811 because it is time for Drive to Survive. You know how that works, and there's $150 worth of bonus bets up for grabs, courtesy of the TAB. Uh, while you're ringing in, uh, just a text here from Jamie from Wanaka. Hey, guys, great show. Wondering uh, what you think about the Warriors draw this year. Funny you should ask that, Jamie. I was looking at the draw yesterday and thinking to myself, it's still a little stiff on this club, isn't it? Five of the first eight away. First game at home is in Wellington, so not at the spiritual home mound smart. Don't get back-to-back home games, Beeb, until rounds nine and ten, the Roosters and the Panthers. So there's still a lot of back and forward to go for this club through the uh, certainly through the first half of the season uh, and that they're going to have to get away wins they're, they're going to have to get away to. wins and the first we, we looked into the draw some of those away games early Ooh. yeah Cowboys yep. Sharkies they've got, they got a Sharks Cowboys back to back back to back yeah, away that's so nasty I think there's massive and I think they should be right looking at pre-season form and looking where the two clubs are at that Newcastle game in Wellington first up it's uh, Jamie I think they need to get that one and, and get that one on the road, so uh, Agreed. Well, yeah. essentially on the road. It's actually an away game for them. Yeah. Think. So it's it's nice. I'm sure the Wellington faithful will not treat it like that. But no. uh, in. let's get that first one away. Isn't it great? I know I've always been a Penrith Panthers fan, but I don't think the Penrith Panthers CEO has ever delivered me a beer while I'm working. And a light beer at that. And a light beer. Because he knows you've got to drive after uh, after work. And, uh, you know, and, you and don't maybe looking at my rig, too. Just well, to blow out nothing there. wrong with your rig. Um, but uh, Cam George, he's, he's, he's doing a lot of things right around here. I'll be honest with you, he was not taking no for an answer. <laughs> no. That, that, no. That's a guy who wanted us to have a beer, and he has delivered that beer. Absolutely. Um, I've still managed to say no, because yeah. I'm a professional. You are a professional, but uh, I tell you what, professionals like me and you, Sumo, when it comes to Drive to Survive, is 150 on the oh. line today from our great mates at the TAB, and we're going to start... Well, we're in about in the City of Sales, so we're going to start in the City of Sales. We've got Simon on the line from Auckland. Simon, how are you, mate? Good, thank you. Tell opening me. Opening the batting again. You are opening the batting. <laughs> opening the batting. But you've been given a leg up, so to speak, today, because the question is the same one that stumped a few of you yesterday. Who holds the world record for most runs conceded by an opening bowler in their opening spell in Test cricket? This is a stat that only a statistician would know. I didn't have done my rest. Was it Stuart Broad or no? This is the worst start for a Broadbury no. that I no. have ever no. seen. Simon, no. We, no. we might be wanting to look a little closer to home there. We will stay in Auckland, speaking mm. of close to home, and we will now go to Zade. Zade, how are you, mate? Yeah, thank you. Tell me, how is... It, is, is it? Oh, yes. Oh. You got me answer. Uh, is it Neil Wagner? Oh, oh Zay. Neil well Wagner, done. 104. Was that, was that the 104 for 11 overs? That's right, yeah, sir. Oh, man, he got absolutely slaughtered. Well, he did, Zay, but he bounced back, and the great key with it is he, got, he took 4 for 82. So, Wonderful key. Uh, well, great it can't action. have been 4 for 82, actually, because he took 104 off 11. So. That was the first innings. First innings, yeah. yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, we're back into it now, though. We got past that tricky one. Lap one, question two now. Which Kiwi golfer has reportedly joined Live Golf this morning? I believe that would be Danny Lee. Oh. It is Danny Lee. Paralympian Cameron Leslie has been selected as a finalist for what prestigious World Sports Awards? Oh, I have heard this for um, wheelchair rugby. Um, and Front left yeah, you can see his son in a shred. 
No, we uh, we now go to Brinton in Auckland. Brinton, how are you, mate? Good, mate. Yourself? Not too bad, but Brenton. Not too... I'd say Brenton. Well, you look how it's spelt there. Well, you don't yeah, it's not Brendon. It's not Brendon, is it? No, it's Brenton. Uh, Brenton. Yeah, that's why I said Brenton, didn't I? Oh, was it Brenton? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brenton, Brenton, whatever. Oh, hey, mate, I, I apologise for my uh, co-host today. He's, nah. he's picking me up, but I'm just going off what's on the uh, what's on the projector. You know, I read no. everything in front of me. Well, I know you do, Stefan. <laughs> <Did you remember? laughs> anyway, mate, tell me the the prestigious World Sports Awards that Cameron Leslie has been selected as a finalist for are what? I've heard this this morning, but I can't remember the name. Um, no. Oh, is that, oh. No, on. No. His engine has blown. Hard luck, Brenton. Hard luck indeed. We now go to Kyle from Whangarei. Oh, Kyle, how are you? This is not going to disappoint. Yeah. Good tunny doing, doing good, though. Doing good. How are you guys? Sharp as marble, thanks, pal. Oh, we are. And I've got, I've got another <laughs> one of the sitting right beside me, so... Make I'm, not sure, I'm not sure I'm so sharp on this fucking question, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Kyle. <laughs> fucking those finest right there. Well, don't worry. That, that, up north, we use that word. It's just, that's what we do. It's uh, okay. Rest, uh, you're just going to have to get used to it. Absolutely. Uh, tell me, what sports awards has Cameron Leslie been selected for as a finalist? Very prestigious world sports awards. Have you got an answer for me? Ah. Uh. Uh, no, I don't really. Um, no. Nah. This is the God. worst start for a That's okay. You're still a great New Zealander. Very great New Zealander. An amazing <laughs> Northlander, and I like it. And a great grasp of the English language, too. <laughs> we now go to Ed, who will no doubt be in Tolaga Bay. Ed or Auckland, how are you? Um, Oh, brilliant, mate. Outstanding. Oh, sensational. Now, are you able to help me out about these sports awards? What's that, mate? I haven't got it. Sorry, Kevin. Yeah, you can see his son in the has got it at the stay, moment. Stay safe in Tolaga Bay. Are we going to go one more? No, we're jackpotting. Are we jackpotting? We're jackpotting. We're playing wow, for 200 we. tomorrow. 200. We're playing for 200 tomorrow. Should be big bucks, and uh, they'll come from there and far. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. Johnny Mack's going to be disappointed because um, he has told the SENZ faithful what those sports awards are countless times today on his news bulletin. Yeah, it's, it's countless dis- times. It's disrespectful not to know. Absolutely. No. Oh, well. Anyway, here's Johnny Mack with the news. It's 5:30. How's it been? Yeah, yeah, it's been good, been hot. Enjoying it? Today, yeah. yeah. yeah it's so, been good. But, yeah, it's uh, been enjoyable. So, yeah. we're um, been training hard, which is good. So. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. When did you get over? Uh, we moved over the end of October. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, you've been here a while. Yeah. So, we, um, oh, we come here uh, 
I think it was two weeks before preseason went back just mm. to get our bearings and yeah. get settled and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And then we went back for Chrissy and then obviously back for the new year and yeah, yeah ready to go now. So Oh nice. Yeah, it's been good. And what's uh what's Webby told you about what he sees from you for the year? Uh, yeah, playing in the middle, uh, playing up front at the moment. Yep. So uh, uh, I need to sort of get me conditioning in sort of there and my match yep. fitness at, up the front. And um, I guess just playing a role wherever the team needs me at this stage. It would be, a, you know, in the middle and then yep. out in the edge here and there. But yep. I think predominantly in the middle. Yeah, great. You enjoy that though? Yeah. yeah. I played um, a lot of 13. Not yep. so much front row, but much and much now, like yeah. nowadays. Yeah. Um, well, I think um, Tohu's going to be a bit more of the ball player, but yep. he's encouraged us all to pass, which is good. So awesome. yep. um, I've just got to remember, you know, I've, I've sort of there to, I guess, play power and sort of carry the ball. So that's just an yep. adapting thing I've got to do. And, yep. yeah, tidy up our middle. <coughs> and then crush a few spines while you're at it. Yeah, well that's, tackles. yeah, try to without getting crushed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good, mate. I'm so. a bit worried well, we can't. We should be able to hear him, but we we should be back on air by now, I'd say. Kids, you there, mate? Boys, hello. Hello, are we on air yet or not? So, boys, I've just texted you, Beaver, saying, can you please identify our wonderful guest? Oh, oh, so we're on air. (laughs) Mate, we've been on air for the last three minutes. (laughs) Sorry, I don't know how much we need to interview him now. Uh, Yes, yes, everyone, the Warriors function is really kicking off now. We can't hear you in the studio. We can't hear bugger all. That's why we're just chinwagging here. But we've got one of the great Warriors recruits here, Mitch Barnett from the Knights, who has, I don't know if he's happily joined us or the CEO, Cam George, has pushed him. Cam George just told him to come over. He thought he had to go and check his coat. Yeah, that's the official we're looking here, Sumo. But uh, no, on the run home, been lucky enough to be joined by Mitch. Mitch, Warriors, how's it feeling to be part of this club now, mate? Yeah, it's, it's uh, pretty special so far. Um, it's obviously got a great history. And, um, yeah, look, we're, we're just setting down a journey. Hopefully we can achieve something that no one's been able to do before. In terms of deciding to make the move, um, given the Warriors' results over recent years and the struggles the club's had getting the Ws, mate, what was the move for you? What was it based around? Because it, it, it's all very well if it comes down to a good contract, that's fine. But... There's got to be something else, right? You've got to throw your soul into something. Why, yeah. why the Warriors? Um, for me, personally, I probably found myself getting a bit comfortable. Newcastle is basically my hometown team. Uh, I grew up an hour and a half, two hours north of there. And um, I'd been there for seven years. And on my own doing, I sort of just, you know, probably fell away from the standards I wanted to have. And um, speaking to my wife, I just wasn't getting the results on the training paddock I wanted and then on the field. And... It's affecting me away from footy, um, to be fair. And, um, yeah, so I wanted to get out of my comfort zone. wanted to try something new. And, um, yeah, at the start, it was a bit daunting, the possibility of coming here. I was a bit sort of, not scared, but a bit sort of... Apprehensive yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. And um, my wife just sort of said, let's go for it. And, um, you know, I'm glad I did now. Now I'm here, and, you know, meeting the boys and all that sort of stuff and, and seeing... Where we live and all that, I'm glad I've made the made the move. Now the war- sorry, so I was sure going to say the Warriors for for all the seasons of highs and lows uh, always had a Ford pack that was big and brutal. Uh, must be nice the thought of coming in and slotting into a uh, a fairly decent sized pack and uh, being able to do your thing with all those big bodies around you. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's the outside backs nowadays that are big boys, <laughs> eh? Like uh, 
Big Ed Cossie's 112 <laughs> kilos and he's on the wing. So, but um, yeah, the Warriors are we're not short of big players. Uh, the whole squad, yeah, decent size, but. Some of the, yeah, the fours we got here, they're just some powerful athletes, eh? So it's pretty special to watch. It, you know, your conditioning is such a big part of it. You touched on that before about your role in particular, making sure your conditioning's right for the role that Webby wants you to play. But has that been a major focus pre-season for this club? Because if you want to play the brand of footy the Warriors are famous for, you've got to be a super fit footy team as well. So has there been a lot of focus on making sure that everyone's up to speed, everyone's on the same page in terms of what's expected of the players? Yeah, look, um, well, it's hard for me to speak cause, uh, about this because last year I wasn't here and I've heard where they were last year just wasn't up to standard. There's sort of the back end of being away from yeah. all their families and that and their sort of standards have dropped a lot. And um, so it's just lifting the standards of basically everything we've had in terms of conditioning, you know, defence, attack, all that sort of stuff and lifting that and continually grow so our ceiling's so much higher than where we're at at the moment but we've had a massive jump over a big pre-season um, and I think you could see that on the weekend we, we didn't play well at all but um, you know just you could see the result I guess in that first half in our defence and um, the things of that we've got plenty of improvement to do and um, yeah it's a couple of things to tweak and hopefully we get it right by the start of round one. Talk about round one. Uh, be pretty juicy proposition for you to uh, get picked in that one. Yeah, well, I wouldn't mind um, having a couple of warm-up games first. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, getting dive straight in there. I've got a lot of good mates still at Newcastle. Obviously, they just left. So, um, yeah, it'd be good. It'd be, it'd be a bit different sort of going up against them. I've still got you know, a major soft spot for that club um, yeah. in the town. Like The club gave me so many opportunities, and um, all my mates are still there. So... Um, but I look forward to playing against them. Obviously, want to get the two points. That's the main goal. So I'll do anything to get uh, to get the two points. In terms of the fans, uh, you've had limited experience to see what what the Warriors fans are like, but they die hard uh, in this town. That's for sure. Uh, I know Newcastle fans are the same. It's, it's a famous club. It's had a lot of big names through it, Mitch. So people are pretty passionate about that club in Newcastle, um, but they're very passionate about the Warriors. So. Are you sort of ready to be in a country where everyone's talking about a one-club country, so to speak? Yeah, look, it's um, yeah, it's something that I'm, I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I could see uh, the first trial um, against the Tigers, how how many showed up to it. I mean, I played in front of trials, there's like 20 people. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, to see them rock up just for that, and that was the majority of the young boys and um, a few sort of senior boys in, in amongst them sprinkled in there, but... Um, yeah, so to see him turn out for that, I can't wait to see when we, you know, get a packed house in, you know, Mount Smart there. Obviously, you've been around the country a little bit since October. Is there anything else uh, New Zealand-wise that's uh, jumped out at you, food or, or anything else? Um, nothing really at the moment. I mean, the cafe's open later here. <laughs> I'm an early bird. I like getting up there and they're a bit late. But no, nah, we went down, me and the wife and my young fellow went down to... Uh, Mount Manganui. Yes. Yeah, went down there. Beautiful part um, down there. And um, yeah, now we'll, we'll start doing a bit more exploring. Uh, my my stepdad's from um, Taranaki. So oh, nice. when my mum and him come over, we'll head down there and have a look down there. We've got some time off. So 
Yeah, we, we, we've got all the exploring ahead of us, which is good. So looking forward to it. Awesome, mate. Which well, great. Thanks for joining us, even though you had no idea what you were coming <laughs> home and getting yourself in for. We really appreciate it on those ACNZ, mate. Looking forward to the season. It's nice and organised, so I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were, once we remembered, we were actually live on air talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to repeat any of the questions no. that we've done off oh, here. Oh, goodness. Like, the, the listeners love this stuff. They really do. Let's go well, buddy. Lucky appreciate your language is in order there, too. Yeah, so. I know. I was thinking the same thing. That could have got very loose yeah. and it would have been your language I was worried about it would have been mine okay Thanks well mate go and enjoy the night thank cheers, you mate. cheers Mitch cheers Bunnett mate joining us uh, here on SENZ and uh, I love the language Steve it's um, a lot of experience 105 running metres and 33 tackles per game on average in a career over 100 games at Newcastle I mean you bring that sort of starch and experience into the club yep. it can only be good and it can only be a fruit and um, you know he just looks like he's excited to be here happy to be here and I love the point he made around, you know, I want to get out of my comfort zone. Yeah. A lot of players can stick around the club and slowly see their form drop away. But, you know, something gave him a kick up the butt. Yeah. And, and, you know, too many times players don't take those opportunities. So I'm sure he'll uh, take this one with, with both arms. Absolutely. Impressive young man. Obviously, big step for an Australian to decide to get out of his comfort zone by wanting to come here. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the Warriors hadn't been travelling too well. And uh, for him to do that, it's been... Says a lot about someone's attitude, doesn't it? But uh, also says a lot about us that we were able to speak three minutes without knowing we we're on air, and yep. they didn't have to hit the dump button. Oh, uh, no, so that no. was lucky. Uh, that's one of the most professional uh, <laughs> um, three minutes of broadcasting I've ever been a part of. It's well, now time what's for a break. Because we're on the screen, we've missed Kieran. We can't see kids. Kids, no, we can't see kids. Put yourself back on, on TV, kids. mate, so we can see you in the air break. Say. Plenty more to come from the Warriors season launch here at the Maritime Room. You're on the run home with SENZ. Thanks a lot to Macca's McDeliver. It's SENZ run home with Kirsten Beeve. Kirsten still celebrating her nuptials. Beaver's here. Scotty Stevenson filling in for Curse. We're at the Warriors season launch. Things got noisy here. It's chatty. It's up. It's, it's, it's up. It's, and it's challenging for this outside broadcast as well. It's, uh, it is challenging. It's, our, it's not our first, first run of issues. Uh, <laughs> at times, oh, Bex might just brought us another guest there. Come on. Throw him on. We might as well go live. Oh, no, we're on. Right, we're, we're on. on. We're on. Yes, it is. Hey, Luke Metcalf's joined us. Hello, mate. Come and sit down, Luke. You can chuck those on. Chuck them on. This is it. We're just rolling loose and free now. We keep, we, we keep, uh, we, we basically keep getting uh, yeah, well, confused for the door staff. People are sort of stopping by and looking to put their names down or took a name off yeah. or get a name Well, Luke tag. was coming over thinking he had to check in the jacket that he wasn't owning. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I think that we're giving off that vibe too. We don't really look official. <laughs> no, you've, no. you've turned up to the season launch and you've taken your jam. I put a so collar on. You're in barefoot. They can't tell you from there. I put some longs on at least. <laughs> I'm, I'm, anyway, we've got Luke. Luke, how's Warriors going for you, mate? Apart from the obvious with the recent injury. Yeah, yeah, um, it's going good at the moment. Uh, been loving over here, been over here for three months now and um, over here with my partner and um, we're loving it, just uh, the whole vibe of Auckland is uh, really nice and obviously everyone at the Warriors is really welcoming and uh, yeah, loving it at the moment. Whereabouts in Auckland did you decide to, uh, to pitch your sticks, mate? Um, we're residing in Remuera at the moment. Oh, so, oh, yeah, never mucked around. I asked a couple um, last couple ex-players, I remember speaking to Chatty Townsend, and he said if you base yourself around that area, you'll be right. You well, must yeah. have picked up Chad's contract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? 
good. How yeah, good. But we just had Mitch Barnett on, you know, talking about the decision to come to the Warriors. And um, sometimes it hasn't been easy for this club to attract talent, um, given the record and given the fact that a lot of Aussie boys don't want up sticks and come to New Zealand and live here. Uh, well, give us a bit of background to it, why you've decided to make this move, because it's a big move. Yeah, um, obviously, uh, I signed um, like a while ago, a long time ago, and I just saw it as a good opportunity for me to come and um, just get out of my comfort zone and just try try something new and like I said come over with my partner and um, just obviously you want to be playing first grade and that's obviously my main goal but just to come over in and everyone in the club just seems so um, nice and like they want you to do well like every time I spoke to Cameron um, just I kept in touch with him all year and he just said he was like he was so excited to um, have me come across and I just felt welcomed and I felt like um, I was wanted so um, that's the main thing for me. As long as I feel like I'm wanted and people like um, having me around and stuff like that, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. So that was the main thing. But um, obviously, there's just a good crop. I think this is um, one of the best years. Obviously, I'm not across at all, but I think we recruited pretty well. Like you look at other boys who've got Chans and Murata and yep. T, well, Barney, like you said. Um, so I think yeah, I think it was a real good um, like signing period of the year. So yeah, I just really keen to get stuck in and obviously get over my hammy injury. But um, yeah, I was going to say, mate. Yeah, part of the problem of working with Beef. I mean, you talk about an environment where you feel welcome and, you, and you're encouraged to do well. And, you know, you pitch up next to this guy, and it just feels like put yeah. down after put so, down. So welcome. I was about to say, I crawl out of the studio after working with him. Yeah, well, that's, that's the vibe you give off to yourself. Uh, Look, obviously, you're talking about getting first grade time, turned so many heads after trial one, and then gone and torn torn the hammy, is it? Or? Yeah, 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 it's a seven centimetre tear in my hammy, so oh, wow. I think they said... Was that at training? Uh, yeah, just at training, just um, running too fast, mate. I've got to slow down, I think, so... Um. Never talking myself. <laughs> I saw you try. Oh, oh so, mate, so yeah. what's the prognosis from here, mate? Um, so they said um, 10 to 12 weeks, like uh, originally, but I think... Um, I've done a few now, so I think uh, they just really want to make sure I just get everything right and um, don't do it again. Touch wood, hopefully I um, don't have to worry about it. But I've got the physios here and all the staff here are really good and they really look after me. So I think if I just get on top of it, I ma max 10 weeks in my head. Like, I don't think I need any longer than yeah. 10 weeks. So hopefully they always try and say longer than you need. So then if you come back earlier, you know, you're feeling good. So I think max 10 weeks for myself. And if I could come back, I don't know, around... Eight, seven, or something like that. I'd be feeling pretty good. But you've only got two hammies, so you know, don't, don't rush it. Okay? I was going to say, you, rush it. Yeah, you haven't conned the club into a trip for America for them, have you? Everyone else gets to go to America for their hammies these days, don't they? You never know. Might, you never know. I might have to. <laughs> what were you? Look, you still got plenty of footy to go. You know, given the enforced layoff, but what are you most looking forward to about taking the field with this team? What are you? What are you most looking forward to showcasing as a side? Um, I just think a lot of the hard work we put in um, in the preseason, you know, Webby um, came over and is just, um, it's crazy the, the knowledge and the stuff that he's been dropping at training and the principles, what he wants to implement in attack and defence. It's just, um, I'm really excited. Just, I know I've got one game under my belt, but I'm really excited to just actually get a proper, proper games in and actually um, run the system and like yeah. be in it and be in the in the mix of it all. And I'm just excited to play with um, boys like. Murata and like Mitch and all, all those sort of guys like Tohu like guys I've been watching for ages and admiring so I'm just really excited to play with them but just also saw this new style of footy which um, is sort of new for everyone but I think if we can um, really uh, knuckle down and sort of obviously you're never perfect but if we can sort of aim for perfection uh, I think we'll do really well. Well mate thanks so much for coming on this uh, 
Well, you would see it as a shambolic show, uh, but we've got it back <laughs> together. I think, mate, I think he's, he's been looking at us with admiration. He's thinking, these two blokes are 100% on top of their game. <laughs> Life after footy, mate. I need a gig. It's a mess of inspiration. There's a job gun here. Don't worry. <laughs> but if, if we can get through three hours of radio from this setup, then he can be back in five weeks. Absolutely. All, right. All the Absolutely. best, mate. Awesome, mate. Thanks for that, boys. Thanks Thank you so much. much. Thanks, mate. Yeah, such a bummer with the injury, but uh, full of confidence and uh, looks really happy to be part of the club. It's interesting you made that point about how the Warriors are going to play footy this year, and we'll get to that in a wee while. But first of all, we're going to go pay some bills, Beef, because goodness knows we've cost the company some serious money <laughs> with the way we've approached this broadcast. We'll see you on the flip side. Well, it's not actually. It's a run home with Beef and Sumo, and that's why it's a shambolic. I was, was going to say, this is not with Curse this and Beef. This is not Curse. Curse would not put up with this. Uh, I tell you what, Jacob, producer Jacob, producer Kieran, both doing a fantastic job. This is fast and loose radio, and I like it. I love it. It's, Baz, it's Baz radio. This it's Baz is, ball. This is Baz radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bit, well, as, as Flem said, it's better than Flem ball. It sounds like some of your cough up. No, it's just good to be here. There's a lovely vibe here. I tell you what, start of a season for the Warriors, there was a time of hope and aspiration. Hopes and, are high. And yep. I tell you what, I've been nothing but impressed with these two young Australians oh. they've brought over. Luke Metcalf, outstanding young man. Yes. Mitch, Mitch Barnett, lovely. Mitch Barnett, beautiful men. Look, uh, there is there is a lot going on here. We're trying to paint you a picture, but most of the Warriors' side have arrived. Uh, we've got Becky, uh, the media manager, hunting out our next interview. So we're going to come at you after 6pm, hopefully with Coach Webster. We'll keep you posted on that. But right now, it's time for your 6pm news. It's the run home on SENZ, Kirsten Beeve usually on this uh, scenario, but it's Scotty and Beeve today, and uh, we're running a loose program here at the Warriors season launch. Uh, don't forget, you can head back and check out uh, some of our guests today, including Mitch Barnett, Luke Metcalf, Cameron George, Cameron George CEO himself. of the Warriors. Ryan Fox joined us on the phone line a little <laughs> earlier talking about the schedule he's got oh. coming up over the next couple of weeks, which is insane. Still to come on the show, Aidan Ross, and hopefully in just a few minutes' time, we'll have a chat to new Warriors coach, Andrew Webster, that's what's on the Macca's menu. Get your favourite Macca's items delivered with McDelivery straight to well, the door. Well, oh, we are actually going to get him. He's He was deep in conversation he down was. the other end of the room. He, I saw the, uh, I saw the eyes roll when uh, his, his media manager tapped him on the shoulder and said, hey, do you mind going talking down to the idiots down there? Is that what it, his eyes rolled? His eyes rolled. He yeah. was deep in conversation yeah. down there. Uh, last place he wants to be. Been getting grilled here on the run home. But, I've, I've uh, known Richard Beck for a long time, and, and he's made a lot of eyes roll in his time <laughs> too. So Andrew Webster joins us. Uh, Scotty and Beef here on SNZ. Uh, mate, welcome. Thanks, boys. For it's, having me. it's almost upon you. Are you excited? Can't wait, yeah. It's... Um just over tackling each other and, and yeah. you haven't been tackling them. No, <laughs> I've been pretending to. That's about it. But no, just uh, excited for them to see what, show what they can do. They've worked hard. 
I think everyone always says they have a good preseason, so yeah, um, kind of over that now. We just want to see where we're at and um, yeah, get get the plane for sheep stations now. I know Luke's not going to be a part of your plans, yep. certainly in the first few weeks of the season, but I'm sure Mitch Barnett's going to be. But we had both those lads on, and, yep. and, and I love the chat around why they wanted to be at this club, wanting to get out of their comfort zone, wanting yep. to challenge themselves. It, it feels to me like that's the breakthrough that's required here. A, a whole bunch of guys are saying, we're not going to rest on our laurels, we are going to challenge ourselves, we are going to take this club to, to the promised land, so to speak. Yeah, I, I think the club have done a good job like buying guys that actually want to be successful, the competitive people, they hate losing, and they actually want to come here and win. Um, they're not coming here for a paycheck or anything like that. They're actually motivated. And this motivation to be the first Warriors team to win a grand final, and those guys particularly uh, had strong opportunities in uh, uh, Australia, but they, they wanted to come here and test themselves, like you said. I think the um, Cameron George and Robbo have done a great job because all that was done before I came along, so very grateful we've got those boys here. But you mentioned you're sick of tackling each other. Obviously, a couple of pre-seasons done, and I guess coaches are never happy, but you've got everything you wanted out of it. Yeah, uh, the way we're trained, I've got everything we wanted out of it. Uh, there's things every single time a coach will say, I wish we'd done a bit more of this or a bit more of that, but we've been really strong that we wanted to focus on what we thought was most important to win us games instead of trying to tick every single little box. So we wanted to focus on what we thought was the most important things, and we got that out of the pre-season. Um, I wish we were a bit smarter with the ball on the weekend, the way we didn't complete our sets. But um, I'm, I've just been really happy with the boys, how committed they've been. Um, they're buying in, and yeah, we, 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 I feel like we're creating something good. Obviously, Metcalf, until he got injured, was, I guess, the, the headline act from uh, turning a lot of heads in uh, yep. pre-season one. Is there anyone else for you that you've noticed uh, sort of jumped off the sheet that may not have necessarily been in line for the first 17, but is sort of really impressed? <laughs> Um, I, I think there's been a few. Like we promoted like uh, Young Tane, who's come up, come over from Queensland Cup. He played in that trial fullback and killed him that night. Um, there's been some young guys um, that we've promoted to our Scott, top squad, which I've been really happy with. But I've been really excited about our senior players, the Mitch Barnett's, the Dylan Walkers. I've been super excited about um, Tamati Martin, who yeah. played 5-8 that night with Luke. He was excellent in defence and, and took, the, took the line on with the ball. And... He's come home to New Zealand and he's, he's enjoying it. Just had a family, just had a little baby. So, yeah, I, I'm excited about a lot of things. But, yeah, I think tomorrow is in for a really big year. Mm. Sean Johnson's going to be a question or a player you're asked about a lot during this season, one yep. way or another, because, you know, he's such a famous name in rugby league in this part of the world and he's got a long, long career behind him. What's your message to Sean Johnson before the season begins as a coach? Because you're talking to youngsters is very different, I assume, to talking to veterans. Oh, well, Sean's, Sean plays his best football. Everyone's going to be happy. He's, he's a hell of a talent. He's, he's been that successful for a long period of time. Um, just want him to be himself. Don't try and be something he's not. And back himself, I think. I think if Sean's in a really good frame of mind and is positive about his style of football, I mean, I mean, who, who's not rusty this time of year? And, and Sean wasn't happy with the way of the weekend. And he's... A, motivated and excited and I just want him to be himself and back himself and if he does that I think we're all going to be happy. Razzle Dazzle's part of the fabric, the DNA of this club but it, it feels as if you, you really have focused in pre-season about get the fundamentals right first. Yep. They almost they earn the right to play that style of game. Would that be accurate? Yeah, I think you always got to. We've, we've worked hard on our defence. Like Defence wasn't our strong point last year. Um, we're certainly not there with our attack either but um, we, we've Prioritised our defence. So I think you saw on the weekend we 
constantly dropped the ball. We um, gave Melbourne plenty of opportunities and went in 6 0 up. So um, that's that's our real focus is our defence. And um, um, whilst we still work on our attack, um, when the right time comes and we earn the right, like you say, we want to pull the trigger and and move the ball and, and take opportunities because at the end of the day you've got to put the ball over the line so we're going to have to be good at attack as well but our focus is definitely defence at this stage. What does it look like between now and the Knights mate as far as yeah. uh, a few days off here and then get them primed again is it or? Yeah, tomorrow's our last last day we'll, we'll have a good hit out tomorrow and then give them three days off and then we're in on Sunday so we always work back from the game it's been a Friday, Friday night game it's important that we get the boys in on Sunday and then yeah, we'll, we'll just worry about our fundamentals, as you say, on Monday and then Sunday, and then we'll build it up and start focusing a little bit more on, on the nights. In terms of the squad, Luke's injury is well and truly documented, obviously, but what about others, mate? Are you pretty happy with the fitness across the squad? No one's going to be undinged after a long pre-season, but, nah. uh, but are you largely going to have a squad you can pick from, knowing you've got certainty around that? I think 90% of our squad's fit for round one at this stage, so um, fingers crossed over the next week that goes well, but... Yeah, no, uh, happy with the fitness. I'm happy with it. Not just their injury type of fitness, but the way they're trained. I think we're, um, we put a lot of time and effort into specialising our training to make sure it's football fit. So that we're um, not just doing the long runs. We're doing a lot of drills that are, are, are really required to be an elite rugby league player at this level and play at a fast speed. So, yeah, I'm happy the way they're, they've shown some signs of resilience. So... And, and but they've certainly trained hard, so that's good to see. Yeah, would you suggest that's come as a shock to some of them after, after last year, that the, the, the elevated fitness requirements from you as a head coach or for the squad this year? Well, I, I, don't, I haven't seen it as a shock. Like I said, I'm happy that they brought in. I, because I wasn't here last year, I got no prior judgments on what they did and, and didn't do. I, we did a quick review on, on the past, but we wanted to move forward pretty quick. So I, this is what we wanted to get together as a staff, and this is how we wanted to train. This is how we wanted to do it, and uh, yeah, so it hasn't been a shock for me because I've just seen them buy in every day, so uh, that's the exciting part. I've got to say, we're just paint a picture for our listeners there, but <laughs> the boys have all rolled up, the management crew's all rolled up, matching chinos, lovely sort of um, touch of leaders actually, the management crew, to be talk, fair. Talk Mate, jacket, a lovely crisp good. white shirt. <laughs> Where is he? Mate, you've, you've even got, got Stacy in that get up as well, which is incredible. Mate, I'm, the only reason why I'm wearing this jacket is I'm that scared I've got the sweaties on. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's that yeah, hot yeah, in here. So. A lot of people feel that way before chatting to us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the so pressure cooker. It's a real pressure cooker. Mate, we're just stoked to have you. And uh, no, we can't wait to see what the Warriors are capable of this year. I know Brad Walter was on with Staffy earlier on the show. And, you know, he said, look, it's great depth in this club. And I'm sure you agree. You've been handed, yep. you know, some pretty good ingredients for the boiler. Yep, I'm happy, mate. And can't wait. And thanks, everyone, for the support. It's good. All awesome. the best, mate. Thank Cheers, you very mate. much. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Andrew. Beautiful. There he is, coach of the Warriors, and uh, that's that's not a position that comes without pressure. No. And um, we're going to know all about it after round one, I guess. Newcastle Knights taking on the Warriors in Wellington. Yes. Sky Stadium in Wellington, which is um, great for those fans of uh, rugby league in the capital city. Yes. Yeah, busy old week down there this week, that's for sure. The cricket test straight into a rugby league. Sure the Warriors. Um, you talk about the position and the pressure that comes with it and all the rest of it. Jeez. Gives you a vibe that he's made out for it. Yeah, he's no nonsense. Yeah. Oh, that's why I was sort of wondering about the fitness question because um, 
May, he was terrifying me. I was about to go and do some down-ups <laughs> just to get through that interview. <laughs> I yeah. thought I might. I've got a little bit sloppy, as you know, Beef. Running's gone by the by. Yeah, well, you're a long runner. That's what he's talking about. He doesn't want you just to be able no, to run need, long runs. I know. I need yeah. some real match. I need some broadcast-specific <laughs> exercises that don't involve the curling of one arm. Uh, no, very impressive. And uh, I've got hope based on that guy alone, to be fair. I've met a couple of times now. Always impressed. And uh, the Warriors... Could it be? There, yeah. We'll find out more as the season goes on, and we'll find out more after this break. What? Kieran's player of the day back in Studio B. <laughs> he is player of the day. He has been I have around. lost my voice, Sumo, from trying to yell. It's <laughs> yeah, so you know. loud down there. Well, you boys very, are doing a stunner. Well, mate, we're in a rock concert here, so yeah, how do you expect I mean, us to make radio? I'm just trying to look at all the music that's going on. There's, there's a tribute band, and they're going everything from Fleetwood Mac to Bruce Springsteen. Anyway, let's talk. Some reserve grade footy, some New South Wales Cup. Slade's with us here, mate, coaching these blokes, getting them ready to roll. Um, and it's a huge season ahead, and now you've got a club that's made a number of great signings, but you always need a few more cattle coming up and being produced through the system. Talk to us about the challenges of the New South Wales Cup starters. Yeah, mate, obviously um, over the last couple of years we've been really affected by COVID. Um, so it's just a really good pathway for our younger kids coming from academy. Uh, now we've got the SG ball, then we got reserve grade into NRL. So the big problem over the last couple of years, if blokes um, got dropped from NRL, they had nowhere to go work yeah. or regain their confidence. So they might get dropped and not play again for four weeks and then get brought back up and they haven't been able to work on why they got dropped. So, um, But also on the flip side, you get to um, build combinations with the younger boys and at any good club, mate, um, I've been through it um, with some of the boys I've played with through Melbourne where you come through the grades playing together and then winning together mm. and then all of a sudden you just kind of all start playing grade together. Um, so building those combinations some of our younger blokes and then all of a sudden they start pushing each other as well because they want to be better than him and better than him and they see their mate debut and then, oh, I want to debut as well. So, um, no, it's, it's super important to any club, mate, and you can kind of see the, the pinnacle of the Panthers at the moment. They're winning everything yeah. through the grades, so um, it's helping the NRL side as well. Don't, don't tell him that. He's a huge Penrith fan. Well, yeah. mate, I mean, the Warriors launched. Come on, pull you in. Uh, when you talk about uh, New South Wales Cup, how does, how does that work these days? Obviously, we haven't had one for a while. Will uh, literally travel with the Warriors? Is it spend a bit more time on Aussie, or how does, how does it work around there? Yeah, not um, so because we're the New South Wales Cup, we don't get to play in Queensland. Course, so, yep. But we've got uh, 10 double headers this year where we couldn't race to NRL, which will be really yep. exciting. Um, so we get to play, I think, five or six home games before NRL, and then also over in Sydney as well. Because the Warriors, obviously, when they had the 20s and the reserve grade sides, they were strong sides, weren't they? Yeah. They're always yeah. competing in the finals and what have you. Yeah, and you can instill a lot of your values and fundamentals into the kids at a young age. So the um, problem is, you know, in New Zealand, the, the rugby scene's really good at private schools, so the league yeah. at the lower grades isn't as great. So sometimes we get rugby kids that have only played 15 league games, and then they, all of a sudden they get thrown against the best NRL players in the, in the world and in the NRL. So... Um, this will help them play a lot of footy and just a little example like um, you know players like Harry Grant, Kenny Bromwich, Felice Kafusi, they all played 50Q Cup games yeah. Yeah. Um, working on the apprenticeship, playing a couple of years there before they get their opportunity some of our blokes just haven't had that opportunity with, uh, with COVID unfortunately Warriors Reserve Gate coach Slade Griffin with us talking about New South Wales Cup this year having this resource at the club and having Slade here at the club as well I'm really intrigued by your role. How much are you expected to coach your side like the Warriors want to play first-grade footy? 
does that come down? Are there instructions about what you're looking for, what style of play you want on the field? Yeah, so we have a part-time squad that train three times a night, um, three times a week at night after work. So those blokes, mate, they're, they're doing hard work. They're on builders, labourers, come in at 5.30 at night. We bloody rock and rave at them, <laughs> and then they go and do gym and get out there at 9 o'clock at night. So wow. we've got a good... We will have a good core group of players coming from there, and some of those guys are really good footy players. I've just... Um, not quite made NRL yet, but there's been an opportunity where some of them got to play in our first trial, so it's really exciting for them kind of blokes as well. Um, but yeah, we want to replicate the NRL system, so if a player is playing reserve grade, he's defending in the same systems, all the play calls are the same. It'll be a little bit simpler because we'll have players coming in and out every week, um, but we want to try to replicate NRL as much as we can. So if they're playing those games and they get called up, they already know what's expected of them. And what about you personally? Where, where did the coaching mission start for you? Yeah, mate, I um, unfortunately had a career in your injury at uh, 27. Nathan Brown was my coach at the time, and he suffered the same like career ending injury. So he probably just wanted me to do something because I had another year on my contract and I was, <laughs> I was sitting doing nothing. So he got me to help coach um, just some of the younger fellas and then. I ended up retiring and got a junior pathways job for two years at the Warriors. Um, and then the last two years, I've kind of been an assistant. And then this year, I'll keep the kind of the role I look after the younger blokes in the squad, so say 28 to 34 on the list. And then this year, I'll be also doing the reserve grade. So it's a great opportunity for me, obviously, a young coach, to, yeah. to experience that side of it, but also keep building the younger pathways up. But when you talk about... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just, it, just got wiki, you got to stop for the yeah, guy. If he wants to shake your hand, you shake his hand. It doesn't matter who we're interviewing. He's the go. Yeah. But when you talk about those boys that uh, obviously aren't fully featured professionals, do the, do the work during the week, uh, 8.30 on a wintry night out of Penrose and they drop a pass, do they get some uh, slack cut from them because, hey, they've been at work since 7 o'clock on the tools or you got to light them up because they've got to go to NRL? Yeah, unfortunately, I just had my first baby as well a couple of weeks ago, so not, so you're not getting a bunch of sleep and sometimes I have a short snap in me, but no, nah, mate, I'm, I'm really respectful of those blokes, but I um, also want to push him as well, I don't yes. want to let them off um, to get the best out of them, but yeah, sometimes I'm probably like, oh, let's smell her again. <laughs> mate, so you've, been, you've been around the club, so you know the vibe here, you've been through some tough seasons, obviously some tough times personally for you. Mm. But where would you sort of say the club's at on the eve of, of this 23 season starting? Yeah, mate, not um, Brown knows Webby a bit, but no, nah, he's, he's, um, he's been really good for the club. He's, he's been here before, so he understands the culture and what the players respond to. Um, he's created a really good atmosphere. Um, the boys are really enjoying coming in, but they are working hard as well. We're getting through a lot more work than we did the mm. last couple of years. Um, and he's brought in some really good stuff. He's, he's really smart, so... Um, I'm really happy for the programs that can see the boys improving and there's there's a lot of buzz and excitement but at the end of the day, you know, we gotta we gotta make sure we perform on the weekends. That's pretty much it. Yeah, we absolutely. we've tried to make sure we've performed today. <laughs> it's not the weekend. We'll be better tomorrow. Great performance on the weekends usually. <laughs> Tuesdays, that's questionable. Slag Griffin, coach of uh, the New South Wales Cup side at the Warriors. Thanks, Thanks for joining boys. us, mate. Oh, appreciate Real appreciate Cheers, your mate. time. Thanks, mate. Thanks, awesome. Guys. Enjoy the rest of the night. I think that's us. We've got the Warriors covered. We've had the top dog. We've had Webby's come in. He's had a chat. He scared me. Yes. Obviously, I'm yeah. into a fitness regime after this, uh, after this show's finished. We've got the future. 
who's just joined us. And Slade, what an amazing chat that is as well. And he's let you know if you've done, already done 15 hours on the tour. It you doesn't still matter. Got, it doesn't you matter. Turn yeah, up. Yeah, you're scared there too. Don't throw it, don't pass. <laughs> don't miss a tackle. doesn't matter. Mate, you've been, ta- you've been framing all day, 12 hours. <laughs> That's <laughs> just the way it is. That's, that's, it's, a new, it's a new club. We've had Ruben Wicky wander past. Yes. He's just decided that he's boss hog around here and he's got a point. And I'm not going to argue with him. No, absolutely. It's been good. I'm enjoying the vibe here. Absolutely. And uh, just a great feel around the club. The, the new young fellas. That, that's, you know, young Metcalf, uh, Mitch Barnett. Yeah. There's, uh, there's lots to like about them. Lots to be excited. I know this time every year, Warrior fans. It's our year. It's our year. And look. I haven't been as invested as I think I have been at the start of this one. So I'm actually now feeling the hype of now what Warriors do every year. This is why yep. we go live. This yes. is why we go live from the venue. But yep. you needed this. You needed a <laughs> Warriors did. injection. Yes. An injection of the passion, the enthusiasm, the hopes and dreams. And they're coming at you 100 they, miles an hour. They caught me on a good week because obviously Penrith lost to St. Helens oh, on the weekend. So I'm a little bit vulnerable. <laughs> I'm a little bit there for the taking for uh, any NRL club. And the Warriors have swung in at opportune time. Yeah, no, it's about time you had someone close to the home. It's only a hop, skip and jump from your house to Mount Smart. You it can is. get there for a few home games this year. And don't forget, SENZ will be your home of the Warriors and the NRL this year. All season long, 2023 season, promising plenty across the board. But hopes are certainly high here in Auckland's Viaduct as the Warriors launch their season. You're on the run home, not with Kirsten B, but with Sumo and Beeb tonight. Plenty more to come after the 6.30 news. Boys, we actually, just a quick little update here. We've actually got to keep on rolling through. Uh, we've got, we? a, we've got a couple minutes. I just thought, boys, since you've been working so hard today and I've been uh, down here pushing the buttons, after Johnny Mack, we'll catch up with Aidan Ross, uh, thanks to Kane's dear Velvet. And then I thought, you know what, boys, I've put together a little package of some of our best bits from the day. I thought I saw that menu uh, for the season launch. I thought you boys deserve some good tucker. So uh, <laughs> once once we hit the news in a, bit, in a couple of minutes, you boys just sit back, enjoy the chat with Aidan Ross and then uh, go tuck into some food so huddle along yourselves what you're going to eat Scotty maybe you could decide what is the ultimate greatest function food in a minute yep, no I saw that and I'm, I'm standing by tiny pies I yeah. love a tiny pie cocktail sausages which in layman's term Cheerios uh, from yep. that earlier text well if they said Cheerios better. I would have been into it but None actually the, the conceit of calling them cocktail sausages <laughs> disqualifies them straight away well we are at a viaduct party not so the curried egg not the curried egg <laughs> no I, I, I was surprised that it snuck in there the deep fried spring roll with sweet chilli sauce yes always but a firm favourite not a whole lot of uh, actual anything other than deep fry on in those usually yeah that's exactly right and they are just yeah. a delivery vehicle yeah. for oil yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there's some time and a place for that kind of food. Oh, uh, nice, fit, nice nights for me. The classic fish goujon. The I, goujon. I tell you what, it's almost getting close to full time, and all of a sudden, a few hors d'oeuvres have just shown yeah, up. Yeah, they have too. Look oh. at this. Oh, look oh, at the start of that. There's a, it's tuna. Was it tuna? Yeah, it's mm. tuna carpaccio. Yeah. Uh, with, looks like some fish roe. You'd enjoy that. Yeah. And it's on a, what mm. we'd like to call a volivant. Yeah, I'm not sure it's me, but um, okay. Look, it's just tuna. Give it a go. Yeah. It's good for okay. you. It's got all your essential oils yeah, and some I omega know. acids or whatever they oh, are. Okay. Not sure. Right, go on. Put it down your gullet. 